Well, happy Friday to all as we are approaching yet another weekend. It's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gamison. Hello, Adam. Welcome to the weekend, folks. I'm very glad to be with you on another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. And today uh, we're going to talk about uh, something very special. We've dealt with this issue a little bit before. Uh, I think last January... Uh, we had um, an episode where we talked about, uh, in our Sanctity of Human Life series, we talked a little bit about adoption, and I talked to my sister-in-law, Emily, who's adopted, and um, so that was a good episode. Well, today we're going to take a look at adoption from a little bit different perspective, and I have my friends um, Dave and Laurel um, Dykema with us, and they're going to talk to us a little bit about their uh adoption journey what where they're at right now how we can help them and what they see going into the future so i'm looking forward to that but before we do that adam will you share with us our quote of the day time and experience have taught me a priceless lesson any child you take for your own becomes your own if you give of yourself to that child i have borne two children and have had seven others by adoption and they are all my children equally beloved and precious. That is from uh, Mr. Dale Evans. I actually, I think that is Dale Evans, the wife of Roy Rogers. Oh, wow. If I'm not mistaken. Um, so I just really liked that quote um, because it speaks to our topic today. One of the things that people wonder about when they are thinking about adoption is whether they can love someone else's child as much or as much or the same as they would their own. And I think um, that quote and quotes like that kind of answer that question for us. And so I was um, grateful to be able to share that. And with with that in mind, I'd like to welcome Dave and Laurel to the show. Hey, Andrew. Uh, welcome, guys. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'd like to start out um, by just learning a little bit about the two of you uh, as individuals. Could you just give a little brief synopsis of your testimony? I'll start off. Um, so I grew up in a Christian family, and um, my parents really told me um, a lot about Christ growing up. And they also emphasized that it was a personal decision to follow Jesus. And so um, when I was probably about six years old, I knelt by my bedside, and I asked Jesus into my heart, and I've been following him ever since. And it's been a big adventure um, following the Lord, and um, so excited for the next chapter with Dave. And I'm David, and uh, I'm 32 years old, and uh, I also grew up in a great Christian family, and I was really blessed to have that. Uh, my brother's actually a pastor now, and my parents were very involved in church. My mother was a director of music, and um, it's uh, so we've we've kind of got the same story. And when I was a teenager, uh, I made my profession of faith, and uh, it, I had the same message though that was brought to, to me as from my parents to say that. This is, uh, we're bringing you up, we're raising you, we're teaching you this, we, we want you to, ex- uh, we want you to uh, be encouraged by it and uh, be challenged by it, but at the end of the day, it is your decision, it is, it is every, every Christian's decision. And uh, so from that day, I, uh, I accepted Christ into my heart too. All right, thanks, Dave. And by the way, Adam, I just had to say, I think he has a radio voice. Yes, yes, I was just about to say that. Dave, oh my goodness, if you can say this is nightly news with Dave, um, you have a job. 
a very great radio voice. Wow. Blown away by that. So if uh, we ever need a third host for anything. <laughs> yeah, you're on deck. Uh, I, I, I know where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, thank you guys for sharing that. That is definitely the heartbeat of speaking for him is to encourage people in this journey that we call life. And nothing speaks louder than a personal story. Um, uh, so, um, the next thing I wanted to ask you about is how you guys met and maybe one or two stories, uh, from your courtship dating relationship that kind of showed you that this was the person that God had for you. Should I start, huh? Go for it. Okay. Laurel and I, uh, met about four years ago. We've been married for three years. Uh, we met on a Christian online dating site of all things. Uh, we had both been, we were into our 20s, me more than Laurel, uh, for a while, and we hadn't gotten any luck, really, as far as finding somebody that had the same goals, uh, spiritual goals, life goals in general, uh, and just didn't work out for either of us at that point. Um, but uh, like I said, three years ago, we found, us, we found each other on a Christian dating site, and uh, on our very first date, uh, we sat and talked. Uh, as long as Laurel was going to sit and talk, I was going to keep her there. And we <laughs> talked about our faith right off the bat, which I was I loved hearing because um, I figure like some people might think that's a bit heavy for a first date. But Laurel jumped right into it and started talking about it and said, "Hey, this is just first and foremost before we even have a date. This is my these are my values and this is my faith." And and when I was dating, uh, I had this naive idea that. All most girls are Christians and that's their heart and that's what they want to be. And that's, you know, it's just mostly us guys that need work. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there was a lot of girls that really faith was on the back burner of their uh, their life goals. And they they were Christians. And but I couldn't see it really any fire about it um, until I met Laurel. And I saw that right in her right away on the first date. So that was something really awesome that I knew right off the bat that. You know, to hopefully see if I can get her to stick around because she's a good one. <laughs> I had the same feeling when I met you. <laughs> um, I had been out on dates, um, but I had never met someone who was such a great listener and someone with such a great heart for the Lord. And so from the very beginning, um, I was really excited to get to know him better. And um, the funny story, I was actually in The Sound of Music, um, not too long before that and I had put out a picture of myself on the um, Christian dating site of me in a nun outfit and that was one of the things that attracted Dave to my profile because he was like what is a nun doing on a Christian dating site that's awesome <laughs> I just figured the Catholic Church just lo lo loosened up a little bit I guess. <laughs> and, and, and by the way um, just full disclosure I actually met Laurel during that production because I was an assistant director right. on that production. Oh, wow. So that's how we became acquainted. But uh, I did not mean to interrupt, so go ahead, Laurel. No, no, that's good. <laughs> Sister Laurel. Sister Laurel. <laughs> there, was a, there was a little old lady who came up to me one of those um, production nights in The Sound of Music, and she was like, I just have to tell you, you make such a good nun. I didn't know if that was a compliment or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which way are we going here? <laughs> Yep. Luckily, right away, the first line in her profile was like, first of all, I'm not a nun. So I was like, okay. <laughs> not in real life. 
But yeah, then we, we started dating and um, we fell for each other pretty quickly and we met in April and we were engaged in December and we got married in March um, of the following year. So we had known each other 11 months and then we became man and wife. Yep. So wow. we were ready to get married pretty quickly. <laughs> well, I, and I think I think that's good because I think we have, well, a lot of times we have the, this idea um, born out of popular culture that says, you know, you need to put in a good three or four years of dating before you get engaged and then maybe a year or two of engagement. And then if you're still together, then that's a good indication of marriage. But the thing is, if you know that that person is the one that God has for you and you're asking the right questions, I think that's a big part of it is that a lot of times we don't ask the right questions. We, we ha- have dinner with somebody and go to a movie and spend, you know, four hours with them and we don't know anything about them, even though we've been dating them for, for years. So I don't think it's quantity time as much as quality time. Yeah. I know for the majority of my siblings that are married, um, they were basically married within the year of meeting their spouse. So I definitely can resonate with that. And being that I am almost 37, my hope would be that when I finally meet her, my wife, that is, <laughs> that it won't be that long from the time we meet to the time we marry. So I definitely resonate with that. Adam, as you're sitting here, do you have any questions for Dave and Laurel? Um, I do. So you guys met each other on the dating profile. You, you got to know each other. You got married within a year. So things happened really, really quickly. When in your guys' journey did you figure, okay, we want to adopt. This is what God's calling us to do. Um, well, it's always been something that I've wanted to do um, really ever since I was a little girl, ever since I heard about adoption. That's something that God really put on my heart. It's something that we started talking about when we were dating, um, but we didn't really make a concrete decision about it until probably a good year into our marriage. Then we were really serious about pursuing adoption. Yep. That was uh we, we did talk about it while we were dating, but I was completely open with Laurel and saying, you know, I don't know if that's really on my heart right now, mm-hmm. but I love that it's on your heart and it's something I'll keep praying about and see if that's where God wants to lead us. I, but at first I was completely uh, not really, it, until I met Laurel, I never even really considered adoption in my life. And just listening to her talk and talk about how much it's put, how much God put it on her heart, that uh, it started to be, well, you know, I need to bring it into my prayer life too. And because I'm bringing Laurel into my life, so that's a part of her that I want to talk to God about to see if he wants to make that a part of our family. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, after a year of talking and praying, I I started feeling that that draw, too. I started feeling that calling, and I started reading and and looking up adoption and seeing what all it entailed and Mm -hmm. the different kind of things and if if we were even able to adopt, the qualifications, the Mm -hmm. all the things, so... I got interested after listening to Laurel talk about it, and uh, it was, you know, after a while, we just, about a year yeah, into our marriage, we said, I, I came to Laurel and I said, you know, I'm feeling this, this draw in my life, too. And, uh, and maybe even at that time, I said, now I'm not, you know, I, I haven't jumped in with both feet yet, but I'm <laughs> definitely interested in looking into it and talking and having it still be a serious possibility in our life. Now, this... this um question isn't on the sheet but i just wanted to know from your perspective laurel Mm -hmm. when you started talking to dave about adoption and he wasn't really all there right away Mm -hmm. was how hard was it for you to wait for him to get there i was absolutely willing to wait 
as long as he needed or if he decided that adoption wasn't for him. Um, ultimately, you know, we're in a marriage and this is a team decision. So um, if Dave wasn't 100% on board with it, then we wouldn't be pursuing this process. But um, when the Lord led him to that place where he was feeling the same call that I was, then we started to pursue adoption. I just wondered because I know that a lot of times people claim to feel these strong callings and their spouse doesn't feel it. And then they end up getting run over by the fact that there's not agreement. And I really feel that if God's calling is on you to do something, he will align your spouse with what you want. And if he doesn't, it's a pretty big red flag that it's not for you um, because God cares about marriage. Marriage was the foundational institution uh, that he put in place when the earth was created. He brought um, Eve to Adam and said, this is um, your marriage partner and uh, this is marriage. Uh, he said, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and cleave to his wife and they will be one flesh. And I think a lot of times, instead of being one flesh, we're two individuals living under the same roof. And that causes a lot of friction in marriages. And I think it's a big part of why the divorce rate is so high. So I know that's a little bit of a segue from what our main topic is. But I just wanted to bring that out because I think it's an important thing to continually reiterate that um, the fact that you guys are on the same page about this issue of adoption really says a lot about how God is working in the process. So going from there, can you tell me a little bit about what the process has been like for you guys as you prepare and where you're at now with it? In all honesty, it's been a lot more detailed and a lot more in, in, involved than I thought. I guess, again, I, I, I kind of jumped in thinking, well, you know, we probably go uh, get a background check, maybe sign a piece of paper that says, yeah, I'm agreeing to this. And then, you know, in two to four weeks, uh, you know, they match us up, and you know, I, I couldn't be any, I couldn't have been any wronger about that. But it's been really interesting, and I've really come to not only accept and make peace with the long process, and it is, it is, it can be a very long process, and we haven't even really started the real waiting yet. But the intense uh, background checks and fingerprints and uh, education hours and seminars and and uh, we we were just at a three hour Bethany meeting the other night. Uh, very intense and very in-depth, but it's a really important thing to do because it really makes the people, it really weeds out maybe people who were really not genuinely on board in the first place. And, you know, it makes them see like, well, this is a big deal and this is a lifelong commitment. It's, it's a real, it's a real thing. And uh, it's a, that I've really come to accept and even like the process. Uh, lots of education hours, uh, lots of, we just had a home study uh, they come check out your house, make sure it's safe. And uh, so I've, gr I've grown to make peace with the process and just getting excited about the real wait coming up, which we're really close to right now. We, we finished all the uh, uh, things that are necessary outside of uh, education and the paperwork that Bethany finally files. So the next step in the process is literally being on the list. So we're excited for that. Any additional thoughts, Laurel? Um, well, we started the process in July of last year. Um, so it's, you know, we've been filling out paperwork and doing the background checks and interviews. And um, I'm really, really thankful that our adoption agency is so careful, though, um, when it comes to selecting who's going to raise a child. Um, and I'm 
really thankful for the education that they're providing us too, because um, there there are some special situations that you run into when you have an adopted child, and we want to be as prepared as we can for their questions and um, for any special circumstances that might come up due to their adoption. And this is something that I've thought about, and I don't know um, what what they've told you um, will be the final cost, and I don't necessarily need that detail. But I was looking just in generalities on uh, on a site about how much it costs for domestic adoptions. And the one site that I've found, I don't remember what agency it was, but it said something along the lines of, on a sliding scale, anywhere from 5000 to to $15,000 for a domestic adoption. And I was sitting there thinking, the sad thing about that is here in America... For $400 to $600, you can end the life of your baby in the womb at any stage Mm -hmm. uh, from conception to nine months uh, along before birth. But for, but, you know, it looks like somewhere along the lines of the cheapest domestic adoptions being like $5,000. So for adoption to be astronomically more Mm -hmm. than abortion, to me, that is a very sad thing. And that's actually one of the reasons why I asked Laurel and Dave to come on here because we want to do what we can to encourage you and to encourage others to donate to um, help you with your adoption. So can you give us um, some information about how we can do that? Sure. Um, We've been working hard, um, setting aside our own money um, to take a, as much of a chunk out of it as we can. Um, we've been doing some fundraisers, too, and we also have an online site. Um, you can go to gofundme.com slash adopting a and you can see our page right there, and you can donate right there if you'd like to. Um, we still have about $7,000 to raise for our adoption, um, but we've come a long ways. All right, and I will make sure that we link that GoFundMe page with the blog, speakingforhim.blogspot.com for this um, episode of the Speaking For Him podcast. So make sure that you click on the blog um, and uh, give them a donation uh, because uh, they're they're good people and I'd love to see them get their goal very quickly. Um, And uh, we will continue to pray that more people will um, donate as well so that this can be done. Like I said, it, it just blows my mind that that you can end a baby's life for a lot cheaper than you can choose to give the next 18 plus years of your life to a child. Mm -hmm. Uh, To me, that doesn't make sense, but nothing in this present world without Christ makes sense. So that um, in its own warped way is understandable. So um, just keep them in your prayers as we move forward. And uh, my next question for you as we wrap up i have a couple more questions first of all do you do either of you or maybe you both have the same one have a bible verse that kind of goes through your your mind and your thoughts as you go through this process you know revving up for that question i was scanning through all the passages that opened my heart up for adoption and a lot of the a lot of the uh scripture that i've taken to heart uh, not necessarily a single verse, but it's, it's actually what you guys touched on when we started. Um, it's about 
recognizing the fact that at the end of the day, we're all adopted kids in God's eyes. I, I get a lot of questions. I never really mind. I, I have you know, coworkers and family and friends. I really never mind any questions. Sometimes people will say something and they're like, I hope, I'm, I hope that doesn't make you upset. <laughs> Not, no question at all makes me upset. It's an interesting process, and there's a lot. People want to know a lot of things, and I, I really have no problem tackling any question. And one of the most questions I get asked is exactly that. It's like, well, what you touched on too, Andrew, is do you feel like you'll be able to love an adopted child the way as, uh, a re- uh, as your biological child? And uh, I, I don't mind, and then usually that's followed with, I'm sorry, and I, I never take offense. And I remind them, I say, you know, as a Christian, God has adopted us all into his family. We're all adopted kids to him, and then the scriptures talk about how we're God's children and how uh, he's, he's adopted us into his family. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about adoption and I answer that question, I say, well, of course. And, you know, it's, it's going to be uh, just like the quote we read at the beginning, it's going to be our child. Um, from day one and we're going to love them just as much as any biological child and uh, you know so when I going back to the question scripture that's what really resonates with me is reading all about how God has adopted us and saying you know when the Bible says and go and do likewise in a lot of what God says I, I take that to heart and I think about that during the whole process absolutely and you know one of the things that God does say is to be present for the fatherless and the widow and so the one of the best ways that we can be present for the fatherless is to adopt and so um i really um, am excited for you guys i'm excited that you have taken this step i'm excited that you are taking a stand on life in this way because a lot of times what's the first thing that uh, pro-abortion people say they say that we as pro-lifers don't care about babies once they're born we only care about that they get born and that's one of the biggest misnomers out there because i know a lot of adoptive parents and even adoptive parents who have taken uh physically disabled children in and raised them and loved them as christ calls us to um another verse is he said suffer the little children to come unto me for of such is the kingdom of god and so these things are very near and dear to many um, authentic christians Unfortunately, Christian gets thrown around to such an extent that a lot of people that claim the title are not living the life. But on for, but sadly, that's who the who the secular media and such to hones in on. And you know, it's like if, if a guy um, is if a guy does a shooting at an abortion clinic, like we saw a couple months ago, all of a sudden, all pro-lifers are violent. And they're just out to ruin people's lives. But again, that's not what the majority of us are. The majority of us just want to stand for life and see these babies get cared for and loved and know that they are an important part of God's plan. So I definitely appreciate that. One final question that I have for you guys is I don't get a whole lot of feedback on who's listening, but I know that there's a potential because it's on the Internet for anyone to listen, and I was just wondering, it, Laurel, um, specifically you, and as well, Dave, if he, if he has any thoughts, what would you say to someone um, who might be listening right now, who maybe they're in a crisis pregnancy, they don't know what to do, they're being maybe possibly even pressured to have an abortion, what would you say to them as a prospective adoptive mother? 
Wow, that's a um, that's a really big question to answer. Um, first of all, my heart goes out to um, these birth moms, um, to these moms who are um, expecting. Um, I want you to know that your baby um, is valuable, that God has a plan for their lives. Um, and, you know, with the type of adoption that we're pursuing, um, you don't have to feel like you're never going to be a part of this baby's life, that you won't know what happened to them, that you have to drop off the face of the earth. Um, you know, there are many different kinds of adoption available to you. Um, if you would like picture updates or letter updates, or you want to see the baby face to face, there are options like that for you. Um, so, and if you aren't getting the support that you need from family and friends, um, there are counselors available to talk with you, to give you the support that you're looking for as you make your decision. Because at the end of the day, um, it is between you and the baby and God, and it's, it's not about anybody else who's in your life who may be pressuring you otherwise. All right. Do you have any additional thoughts, Dave? Well, kind of piggybacking off that, I would definitely want to, I would like to plug Bethany now as we talk, because Bethany provides so many options. I would also present that and say, Bethany has so many options for you, no matter how you want to approach uh, the possibility of adoption. They're ready to willing, they're ready and willing to sit down and talk to any, talk through anything that you want to talk about. It's not you you have to have an adoption if you call us mm -hmm. it's they're ready to sit down and listen to you talk mm -hmm. and to go through all the options they have and there's so many there's so many ways that you can you can uh talk to them about it so i would really that's why that's my bethany plug because they yeah. they're they're there to help they they present every option every adoption option and they're not saying okay well sign here and let's get this going so that's I would definitely steer uh, prospective mothers in that direction if I if if I were to give them a chance to say anything to them. Absolutely, and um, too what what you were just saying reminded me. Um, you know, because you contact Bethany, they're not going to pressure you to do an adoption. They will give you counseling. They'll connect you with resources if that's what you need um, to be able to parent the baby yourself. That's an option too. So, um, yeah. Reach out definitely to pregnancy counselors, find out what your options are, and decide what's best for you and your baby. All right. Well, thank you so much, you guys, for coming on. We'll include a link to the Bethany website as well um, on the blog. So make sure that you're connecting with the blog at speakingforhim.blogspot.com. And I already did mention it, and it will be mentioned again in the exit. But, uh, you can also, if you have any feedback to give us on this episode, uh, maybe you've been adopted or maybe you're contemplating adoption or you just have um, comments or questions about our content, you can click the voicemail link on the right side of the blog and you can leave us a message there and we would be glad to answer any questions, um, respond to any comments, and if you consent, we would be glad to feature your voicemail on a future episode of our show. So with all that being said, um, that's what we have for you this week. Thank you very much, Dave and Laurel, for stopping by. Thanks for having us. And uh, we will continue to uh, uh, monitor your progress, and perhaps we'll have you back when the baby is with you. Uh, so um, I, I just really appreciate you guys coming by, and 
I hope you guys will check out the GoFundMe page and the other things we've talked about. I hope they have a wonderful week, and I hope that, as always, you will keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 